guys and welcome back to another episode of talk about it sis i am your host maya and i'm here with your co-host alisa yes. what's up y'all what's going what on up? What's, um, up? what's that yeah episode three we are back and i feel like we've been talking a lot about dating lately today we're switching gears about something that i think is pretty important which is like spirituality um, in comparison to religion and how that manifests in our lives and what it looks like um i know personally i'm a very spiritual person definitely not religious Mm -hmm. and i don't know how you would identify alisa um i think as of late i would identify more or less spiritual Okay. Than religious, but like we'll, I think we'll have a really good time digging deeper into that. Well, I guess I'll start by for me defining what like religion looks like, mm -hmm. and I'll just give like a quick rundown. So basically, I did not grow up in a religious household. Um, my mom believed in God and stuff, and we would sometimes go to church, and I would like sometimes go to church with my granny, but like God didn't feel like this, like very present part of my life it was just kind of mm -hmm. like okay god yeah we all talk about it but like did not grow up in a very religious family but when i was 20 19 20 um you know i had a hard life you know filled with a lot of trauma so i found jesus in quotations um and got saved and went to a very religious church um and i will say what was the denomination do you remember non-denominational but very like steeped in pentecostal Tradition. Okay, so it wasn't white. It was no, it was, it was a black. It was black. Okay, because yeah, you know there's a difference. Black. Yeah. Okay. Proceed. Proceed. And looking back, like it's weird because I have I've gained so many lessons from that time in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, like it really gave me the structure that I needed. You know, I was out of control before I started going to church. I was doing all types of craziness, like just crazy. Mm. And so it really okay. gave it really gave me like structure which I really okay. actually needed and like a solid um, belief system. But the belief system was very white and black, like church can be. Um, yeah. And then eventually I just left the church because I, I just didn't believe in a lot of the beliefs. I believe okay. in God wholeheartedly. Like that God that I met when I was in that church for six years is the God that I still know. It just looks a lot different. Does that make sense? Got it. No, it makes complete sense. Yeah. And we'll dig deeper. But yeah. I but I would love for you to continue to explain like what, you know, that quick like a quick look at your journey real quick. Yeah. So I was celibate, like we know, celibate for six years in the church mm -hmm. once a week, honey, praying, intercessor, say sanctified, fill it with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> okay. Um, but also very judgmental. And um just so much wrong there. And I, this is something I think I touched on last season, but I think the main, one of the main things that I have a thing with is like, you can't have a bunch of trauma and be serving a God that, and it's coming from the place of, I'm so unworthy. I'm so unlovable that I just need rescuing and I need you to be everything because woe is me and I'm, I suck, essentially. That's not healthy for anybody. <laughs> no, I feel like you went somewhere with that. And and I, I really wanted you to like tie up wh what your experience was so I can provide input and then we can dig yeah. deeper into that. Because so, I, I feel you there. Yeah. So, thousand percent. So, yeah. Uh, then became really spiritual and started incorporating other things into my spiritual life, like meditation. Mm -hmm. um, I believe in the ancestors. Like, I believe in my own ancestors. I believe they helped me. Um and a lot of people would call that witchcraft if you're super religious. Um, but I feel like it's a 
crazy to think that that's witchcraft like when like we're from africa like christianity <laughs> like what it just doesn't make any sense like these yeah. religions go way go way beyond um christianity but yeah how do you feel about that as because i feel like you identify as a christian <sighs> sorry that was very <laughs> i was like he didn't into the conversation <laughs> no, I'm I mean, no, no, no. In all honesty, I identify myself as Christian by way of believing in God in a certain um, capacity. But do I consider myself to be a religious person? Not, not, not in my 31 year old self. Um. So, so the way that I look at. Um, but wait, Christ- question. Go ahead. Christian, and you believe Jesus died on the cross for your sins? Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And then he was in the in the jump for like three days, and then okay. Shorty pulled up and was like, "He's risen." Now I feel like, like we really have to define Christianity, right? Because yeah, yeah, no. And I appreciate you asking. Mm-hmm. So, like my my identification with what uh, with what Christianity is or religion is for me, my grandmother, who we just celebrated her like ninety second birthday yesterday. Mm-hmm. Shout out to her. Mm-hmm. Like Scorpio Shorty, but she not no Scorpio for real. But like she was a big influence in my and my mom's and my you know and my aunts and my uncles. Like she was very uh, influence. I feel like anyone who grows up in a spiritual or like no in a religious family, it's it's it has a huge familial influence for sure. And so whomever it is, your mom, your grandmother, whatever, like there is a person that you can point to to say, yeah, they invited me into the church and I've had these experiences. There's church hurts, hurt, et cetera. We can talk about that later because that's a whole different chapter for a whole other day. But I, no, I think up, it's part of this episode. I mean, it is. I mean, okay. Well, I mean, but not, I don't want to dig too deep into it in this moment because mm-hmm. I think we've exchanged like videos and conversations about what church hurts is. I would say myself, like most people will um, will identify with about their experiences with um, religion is through family for the most part, like when it comes to growing up. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, my ancestors along with uh, my Southern um, rooted family, um, especially on my mom's side, mm-hmm. they were pastors and deacons and deaconesses mm-hmm. and they had churches um in South Carolina and North Carolina and, and in Virginia and Philadelphia. So so I grew up around pastors and and deacons and elders and all of that. So the way that I grew up was with that lens. Mm-hmm. Um very strong lens. But the beautiful thing about it for me um, or maybe for me as a child was like I didn't experience those moments in um, in learning about my family. I learned about my family simultaneously with I learned me learning about religion. Like there was no compromising situations that I was ever put through as a child where I was just like, why would a man of the cloth do that? Mm-hmm. You know, so so some people have those scenarios where they're in the church and they are influenced heavily by people that are older than them, family members that do things that are like completely opposite that you would think that someone that um, is of the church, 
not saying that the people that are of the church are higher than other people, but no, there are certain values and systems in place that you would think that would align with their decision-making skills. Allegedly. And so <laughs> allegedly, right? You would hope so. You would want so. That's how we want to operate from. We want to mm-hmm. operate from a place of like, you know, God entrusted me in this space. I want yeah. to operate from a place where people are looking out for me. Um, I want to make the best decisions. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I want to be a walking testimony and testament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Albeit people make mistakes and we are human. But like the way that I grew up was not a traumatic. I didn't have any traumatic experiences with the church. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very old school church. So as I got older, there were conflicts. Where I was just like, I don't like understand. What? The church didn't necessarily grow up with me. Um, the church was older. Mm-hmm. Um, so my grandmother, obviously, is significantly older than me. She just had her 92nd birthday. Happy birthday, Granny. Um, but she grew up, she was born in 1930. I was born in 1991. Mm-hmm. So there is like a 70, almost a 70-year difference between us. And so there are certain things during her time that um, she was easily able to continue with her religious life. For me and my sister or my sisters and my cousins, even my mom and her siblings, um, you know, the skirts. Mm-hmm. So the wardrobe, they, the wardrobe, I didn't, I was like, <laughs> it just didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, for her, for my grandmother as as a woman of the cloth, and she grew up in a different time. She was born as the Great Depression was coming in. So, like, I get it. They had different rules and all of that. But, like, what is me wearing pants going to do yeah. against the church? I mean, even the church that I went to, which was a very old school, non-denominational, but really Pentecostal church, we had to wear skirts. And so, And so that's where my disconnect started. Mm-hmm. With the wardrobe, because it was like I wear the skirt, but if I wear pants, oh my god! Like, what is, what is that? So that's where things started unraveling for me as a kid, like for mm-hmm. me as a teenager, especially when I'm trying to, you know, as a teenager, you're really trying to come into your own. You're really trying mm-hmm. to understand who you are and the way that your life can intercept or interact with other parts of your, you know, of your life or yeah. how you interact with others. And you're just trying to figure it out. And I just didn't understand the importance or the connection between relationship with God and my wardrobe. Yeah. Because Jesus because was out here. <laughs> Look, and, and that's what we'll talk about. Because yeah. to be honest with you, I was so affirmed with the stories about how Jesus was out here in the streets with the people. And it wasn't him being with the people. It was the people being with him. Also, it's problematic in general because especially it, it's it's super patriarchal, first of all. Like, they're not telling Let's men what there. to wear. Okay. <laughs> it's only Same the woman who must wear skirts. Um, and it's like a lot of not dressing provocatively or dressing sanctified is aimed at women as if we are going to tempt our brothers, which is crazy that I have to change what I'm wearing to make sure that he doesn't sin. How about he just gets himself good control? How about that? I mean, it speaks to what we're dealing with right now or what the, what our sisters are dealing with right now in the Middle East. Yeah, it's, it's sad and it's... And- yeah, and I really encourage us to, like, if you haven't heard about what's going on out there, to do your research and to find out. Like, my heart goes out to them. Yeah, it's a, mess. Because it's a hot mess. 
It is. And like, but this is, this should, I mean, that goes on to show you, you know, what the most extreme level of this is and what it looks like and what it can lead to. Exactly. A thousand percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. So, yeah. So that was my identification with that. So religion for me tied deeply with my upbringing with associations to my grandmother. And then I went to, um, Christian and, and Catholic schools growing up. Yeah. Those, so those were my influences. And the thing is that, that is just spicy. Um, I went to a Catholic, uh, high school too, but it's so funny because I had actually a deep spiritual experience in my religion class with this lady who definitely wasn't a Christian. I don't know why they hired her, but she, and maybe she was. Let me not even say. I, I don't know what her really, you know. But you know, they usually teach strict by the book. You go to mass, you know, when you're in religion class, you learn about Jesus. Uh, she had us do like this meditative uh, exercise where we were okay. like in a cave, and we had to speak to our like in a cave where Maya. You know how you do meditations and you have to visualize where you are. Very common. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay, gotcha. So, yeah. So we were like in a cave writing letters to our like future selves. And it was actually like a super powerful experience in religion class. It didn't really have anything to do with like, you must serve the Lord the your text. God. Yeah. Um, and it was like transformative for me. Like I still have that exercise. Um, so I thought that was really mm. cool. But in general, yeah, I went to Catholic school and they gave us gum fines and made us sure we didn't raise up our skirts so i got my skirt hemmed so that i could wear my skirt the length that i wanted to because i'm a tall baddie and let me tell you something <laughs> one thing i will say that they can do very well mm-hmm. give me a good cute uniform because i'm a i'm a tailor that joint the way i want to give me the yeah. colors what's yeah. the what's the <laughs> they would do skirt checks they would make us <gasps> lift up our shirts and show them the 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 top of our skirts and so that's why i got my skirt hemmed because i'm like look I didn't do anything to it. <laughs> it's not rolled up. <laughs> and like, yeah, take, oh, about, we didn't have... take about three inches off this baby. <laughs> I will say, I went to Christian elementary school from mm-hmm. third to six, and then I went to middle school, uh, Catholic school, and then I and then I got dumped into public school. Yeah, ninth to twelfth. Yeah. Um. So what? Crazy. What were some of the like I can tell you some of the things for me that really made me begin to question whether I even believed in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can start and then you tell me what were some of the things for you. Yeah. So for, for, sure. for me, the main thing was um, nobody was emotionally healthy. Everything was about mm. Jesus, 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 Jesus. But you have all these emotional issues that you haven't addressed. And like mental health is not even a part of the conversation. That was number one. I was like, okay, so how come... God says he's a healer, but I'm not healed. Like, what's going on? Like, Mm. this don't make sense. So I did more healing and therapy than I ever did in church. But if you're preaching that God is the healer, something, what's not, what's not, what's not clicking? Something's not clicking, Stephen. Number two was I felt very stifled as an individual. Like, I felt like my job was to adhere to this line of rules uh, and Jesus will love me. And if I don't. He will condemn me. <laughs> Obviously, I understand mm. relationship over religion, and I did have a relationship with him, but the relationship was still steeped in condemnation. Like, because the whole basis of it is I am a wretch. I'm a horrible person, and the only reason I'm living is because Jesus died for me. And I just feel like 
for somebody who has a traumatic background and maybe struggles with self-esteem or like, I just don't think that's healthy. That's like literally just not healthy. <laughs> so I had to say mm-hmm. no to that. Yeah. Um, the homophobia, you're more concerned about gay people in the church than you are about helping the poor. Like you're more concerned. That's like the only sin in a lot of churches books. You could be doing all types of crazy stuff, but if you fornicating or you're gay, not not my you you over there talking talking about high everybody's back not helping nobody cursing doing all types of craziness but the only things that are wrong and i don't believe being gay is wrong so i can't get down with that and those were i think those were the main things i felt i feel i just didn't feel free i felt so much freer and free to be myself knowing that i serve a god who's actually loving and isn't like waiting in the dark corner to condemn me and that i have the freedom to be all that i am and that that god's honors me in whatever state i find myself in but you could talk a little bit about how you evolved from really intense christianity to spiritual yeah yeah, no, I mean, I would I would definitely say that my spiritual awakening didn't really happen until I left um, my home. So, like, left from college, came home, you know how the normal thing, I mean, most normal, normal adolescents, they leave college and they come back for maybe, like, six months to a year to move back home to figure out, like, you know, life and, like, job and all of that mm-hmm. good stuff. And so for me, I was home for about like a couple years post me moving out of state to like figure out what my next chapter would be. And so a lot of a lot of uh, my evolution and discovery around my spiritual awakening rose when I was at the peak of like just living life on my own terms. So a lot of the spiritual practices or religious practices dealt very closely with like family and dealt very closely with like the routine of like you know church or you know bible study or like we would do it as a family and like as I got older they were like you know my grandmother got older um my sister wasn't Mm -hmm. living with me so like it was more like left with me to kind of be like okay do you you kind of had to sit with yourself like how do you want to move forward spiritually you know, for your, on your own terms. Um, and I was kind of given that choice, but on my own volition. And so when I moved back, um, to the DMV area, I decided to just try out my old home church, went back to my home church after being away for a few years consistently because I was living, you know, I lived in Miami, I lived in Virginia. So like, I just was like, let me see how, you know, how the church life is. Cause I would love to feel connected for me. There are moments in my life where I yearn community in that sense. It may not be religion. It may just be a spiritual community. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm very um, adamant about you can't do life yeah. alone. And there, it's important to have some sense of community within your spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. So it may not need to be fully religious. For me, I'm not I'm not steeped in that. But to have people that can either hold you accountable, know your spiritual journey, and can just be kind of aware and, like, wrap you in, like, this essence of, like, familiarity and, like, mm-hmm. love and, like, caringness. Like, it's a very important yeah. life, every stage of your life. Yeah. So, like, when I went back... 
I wish the folks that are listening can see mm-hmm. my head because baby girl, it was terrible. It was not good. It was it it reminded me as to why I was not there. Um, the thing about religion and the church, specifically the black church, there's a lot of things that don't deal with God that go on in mm-hmm. church. And so well, some, what are some of the major of things so people know what you're talking about? Jealousy, gossiping, um, people judging people based on how they look on the outside, unforgiveness. Um, there are a lot of traits that that church people hold that do not um, hold up very well in how like Jesus is spoken about in yeah. the Bible. Um, Jesus was really that guy. Like he mm-hmm. was a homie, um, and it wasn't that he was going out into the ghetto and like it, it, like fishing out sinners no he was just going out into the world and the sinners and the folks they was just pulling up on him and the and the thing about that is like he didn't care about what you looked like he didn't care about how you pulled up he didn't care about what your past was and so that same energy was never really translated into my experiences going back to Mm -hmm. my home church they were very much steeped into a very um, traditional Pentecostal or traditional like skirts got to be down here and this and this and that. Like I went back to church fully ready to commit. I even like went on to be one of the, I have a passion for like praise dance or liturgical dance. I've done it since I was a very young child. My heart is in it like fully. That's a part of my service to God. Um, but when I went back, I went back to assist um, the, the department, cause like they had lost somebody and they were like, Hey, can you come help? And so I went back and that, and even that experience of me going back was just, it was disheartening for me because it was like, I interacted with some of the elders and it was just like a, a slow motion repeat in front of me. Like I can see things playing out that I was just like, I am here to serve God. I am here to like help these little girls. I'm here to like be a servant. But what I'm not here for is the gossip. What I'm not here for is a judgment. What I'm not here for is to condemn others. What I'm here for is to support, uplift, inspire, uphold the gospel and to like be a light for these Mm -hmm. girls. And so, well, I got a new job. (laughs) (laughs) So I kind of just, so it was just like, it it was like by happenstance. Um, I had a co-leader with me who also was in the same predicament, was dealing with the same struggles where she was just like, this is a very old, I the ideology that we are working from is old. And like, I would love for us to move forward. And they're not moving forward enough. And I'm not waiting for the gospel to talk to them the way they're yeah. talking to me. So she moved on. She's been gotten engaged. She's gotten married. She's moved on to a different city. Kudos to her. I love her like so much because we were in that moment together. Um, but but it was just a lot, and 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 there was a generational yeah. gap. So that's another thing I want to give like attention to. There was a a huge generational yeah. gap, and and it was sad because do I want to come to my great aunties or my aunties and be like, hey, I no, because when you reach a certain age, are you really going to be open enough and willing enough and receptive enough to have these sort of open conversations surrounding that? No, there was a huge exodus from my church of folks of my age or around yeah, my age. It's not relatable. Don't like, want to serve that type of God. 
the, exactly. The, and so there was a huge yeah. exodus. And so my, my church suffered yeah. a great amount. They're still around, but there's not very many yeah. young people. And so, yeah. I mean. And honestly, you know. for me, church was like re-traumatizing. Like, if you already have a traumatic, yeah, was if you already it? had a traumatic. It's, it's so interesting now that I look back and I think about. I the point is that the dynamic of the church was very reminiscent of mm-hmm. my dynamic in, high, in, in childhood. Yeah. So you can infer. Which sounds like it could be bad. That would be like. Yeah. Not good. Um, just not good. Yeah. <laughs> in, in no way, shape, or form was good. A lot of just not great things happening. Um, and I went to another church after that. And I was like, okay, I found like a more spiritual church and a less religious church. Um, and that church was like borderline cultish. Like not in that they they weren't they didn't have the power of God because they def did. Like I believe in prophecy. I believe we can all hear God. I don't believe like you have to go to a priest or a pastor to hear from the Lord. I believe you get down to your knees and hear from the Lord. The Lord speaks to everybody in different ways. He could you could be walking down the street and have an inspirational thought. You could be looking at a tree and something comes to you, you be in the shower, you over here journaling and God is speaking to you journaling. Yep. You're uh, watching TV mm-hmm. and something says something and it hits you in your spirit and you know that's God talking to you. You know, God talks in all ways, dreams, visions, songs. You know, God talks yep. to you in any way that he can he I don't even know about it. he I don't even know about he, <laughs> but God, whoever God is, right. speaks to you yeah. in whatever way mm-hmm. the Lord <laughs> sees fit. Um, yeah. And I said, I don't know about he, because it goes back to patriarchy. Like, I don't know if you even experienced this, but there are some churches who don't believe, like some black churches that do not believe women can be pastors and do not believe women should speak in the church. <sighs> Problematic. Okay. Yeah, but there's also a doctrine out there that says God the mother and God the father. What do you mean? No, I know I know mother God. <laughs> I know the mother God church. That's the whole thing. But I'm saying there's churches right. that say, I don't know. I don't know. I know God is a being to me. We assign him he because it's easier, at least for me. Like when I refer to God and I say he, it's because it's the easier thing. But like, is God a man? No, he's a spirit. I mean, I think I think it goes towards the way that um, the only way that we could really properly classify if he is a he um, is based on historical reference, like that people were out and around and that can recall. Can you, you mean me? Jesus? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about God, though. About God. I'm not talking about Jesus. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of tales out here that say God might be a woman, and um, I don't think God is anything. I think God is a spirit, a thing, or a... you think God is a man in the sky? No, I mean, I haven't left a lot of thought as to the gender of the being. Yeah, that but is it's him. something to think about. I, I've... it is. It definitely is. I, I think I don't. I don't spend a lot of time doing yeah. that mm-hmm. type of work. It's more. I, I spend a lot of my times dealing with like. In my day, how am I feeling? I'm connecting. So I'm not thinking of like, oh, let me address him. In I don't think anyone is. I just think him. it's an important thing to like analyze. It's an important thing to bring yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I want to credit you, Maya, mm-hmm. in bringing that up because because I don't mm-hmm. think about that. And that's something that maybe this podcast can can like 
birth some conversation mm-hmm. around. And maybe we can talk about this, like, you know, outside of this mm-hmm. episode about, like, where do you feel like you were convicted around um, revealing or understanding or feeling conviction around the gender of what God is? Like, is God not a woman? I is God a man? Or is he a spirit? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that I... Not you, but just like people's encounters. Like I would love to hear how people Yeah, feel I think about that, that people probably feel really differently, but I know for me that I believe God is a spirit that is not confined mm-hmm. by sex. God is bigger than we could ever even imagine. And I think that the main problem that I have with religion, of obviously I refer to God a lot as a he because it's a habit, but like the main problem I have mm-hmm. with religion is that you can't even begin to fathom who God is. And the fact that we think that we can deduce who God is with one book and we've got all the answers is insane. Like the black and white thinking is crazy. God is bigger than we could ever even begin to comprehend. If this is the person that created the universe and there's universes that we have not even discovered, we've barely even scratched this one. You think that you know the magnitude of who God is by. Okay, Pastor. <laughs> I mean, you're not well, now that's giving you another label. I don't want to do that, but like you got me riled up. You got me riled up. I just up. think it's 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 above me. <laughs> like it's yeah. above all and of that's us. what and like one thing I live by is one thing I know is that I don't know. I could think all this stuff about God today and I he could show me he spirit could show me something tomorrow that i'm like hold on this just just changed my whole changed my whole thought process yeah i i i will say for sure that us as a society do a very good job of creating narratives for things that don't require Mm -hmm. a narrative putting labels on things that don't require an, a, a, a label because we find comfort in putting names to things and creating scenarios for situations that just don't require them, but to make us feel better, us feel safer, us feel like we are more entitled to like understanding. Um, and, and that makes us as a society very problematic. It's just, it's just got me questioning, like, 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 yeah, of course. Think about the story of Adam and Eve, and I'm sorry I got to take it here. <laughs> but the patriarchy. Ooh. Oh, it's the woman's fault that the world is that we all in sin. It's her fault. She made Adam sin. So, so the whole world, the whole nothing. world is on her shoulders because she told him to eat the apple. Adam got free will. Well, like what? Why is it her fault? What's the What's the Real Housewives? Uh, I don't even know her. I don't remember her name. It's a lie. It's all a lie. lie. But anyways, (laughs) I could go. That's how I feel about that part. I could go on for days about all the problems, I think. But I think the important part that we should talk about is like, what does spirituality mean to us? now and how do we yeah. how do how does it look in our everyday lives yeah i mean i i could easily jump in and provide my thought on that like with my background i think we have a similar background for the most part but i think our our adult lived experiences mm-hmm. might be different and so like for me it took me living away from home experiencing life to come back to god mm-hmm. But not come back to God in a religious yeah. sense. Come back to God in a spiritual sense. 
And so my reintroduction to to knowing, understanding, living, and learning more about God came when I moved back to New York. So that was like four or five mm-hmm. years ago. And so my experience is I did some living. Because that'll do it learning. to you. <laughs> you're like, yeah, okay. You'll be like, mind. you'll be like, yeah, right. You'll be like, wait, uh, hey, God. Um, so mm-hmm. look, let me just talk to you about this real quick. You saw that? So you just let that happen mm-hmm. to me? And it's like, you can't be a victim when you're a child of God. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like, you can't play victim when you're a child of God because, like, the thing is, first off, if you don't, if you don't, the thing is, you could be spiritual, believe in God, and not be religious. Yeah, let's be clear. clear. In the scenarios that I, when I came back to New York, and I was just like, I'm living, I'm living, I'm living, I'm getting it, I'm living, I'm getting it. Um, there were moments where I was just like, wait a minute, I feel like I feel like I'm living life on my terms, but am I living life? On my-? You cannot do life alone when you are following God, when you are spiritually bound, when you have an understanding surrounding, like, do you have conviction around mm-hmm. your life? Like, it felt weird for me to continue to live life on my terms because it was just like, where am I being held mm-hmm. accountable? Where Where is there a place in my life where I just feel like, like, I was, I felt like I was being, I was straying away. And so it didn't feel right to me. I didn't feel, I didn't feel um, grounded. I didn't feel centered. I didn't mm-hmm. feel good. And so I didn't have a round of people, mind you, when I moved to New York, I did not know mm-hmm. anyone. There was no one outside of my, a cousin of mine who lived, who was like 10 years my senior. And so, like, I was just doing some discovery work. And so, like, when I got there and I was there for the first year, like, it life tested me so much to a point where I was questioning God. And I just really wanted to find my center and really wanted to find my understanding and purpose in life. And I realized that I just, it I don't want to do life literally by myself to just do life mm. by myself and, like, figure things out. I don't so like what that a- feeling. Like, I felt very flighty. So what does spirituality look for you now? Um, Spirituality for me looks more or less like spending time in silence, creating space for self to be with God and listen. Less talk. So you believe God speaks to you the whole spill I went through. Okay. A thousand percent. I feel like my intuition is an experience, is an extension of the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. A thousand percent. Now, now my upbringing religiously on paper may have been, I believe, God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy mm-hmm. Trinity. And so that's a religious belief that I've kept with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's an extension of a church, mm-hmm. but it's also um, an extension of, of yeah. the Word of God. Um, New, James, New James, um, you know, the, the Testament in the Bible. So God is the Father, Jesus mm-hmm. is the son who came on the earth and the Holy Spirit is what's around us yeah. every day. See, I don't, I don't know. And so, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah. that's okay that you don't feel the same way. I don't way, necessarily not feel the same about. way. I just don't know. Like, I don't have, like, I'm not sure of that. I know that. Oh, yeah. that's okay. Let's, you want to talk yeah. to that for a yeah, quick I second? Think that, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. I know that God lives on the inside of me. I know that I know God well. Mm-hmm. 
I know that I hear the voice mm-hmm. of God and I know that God speaks to me on a consistent basis. I don't have, I don't know nothing beyond that. <laughs> is that not the spirit? It is the though? spirit of God, but I don't know that I'm attaching the spirit of God to Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I know that the spirit of God lives on the inside of me and that I hear mm-hmm. from the spirit and that the spirit convicts okay. me when I'm doing crazy stuff and that, but mm. also holds me and loves yep. me so much. Yeah. A thousand percent. I feel like I feel like the feeling that you have around the spirit is the Holy mm. Spirit. Like like and 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 I could be wrong, but like when I say that the Holy Spirit and and I think we briefly talked about this, I feel like intuition is experience is an extension of spirituality. Yeah. I feel as if when you especially with women, women we are whew, I'm so I feel so thankful to be a woman. Mm. I feel so thankful to be a mm-hmm. black woman because like, I feel like there are certain things that we experience in life or just as our being that like we are in tune mm-hmm. with and in tune to that. Maybe we may not understand it yeah. initially, but at some point we do. So like in this conversation, there's something that tells you about something or about someone or, or you feel a certain way about mm-hmm. a thing and you just can't put your mm-hmm. finger on it and, and you sit with it for a little yeah. bit. Or you don't. So you've experienced life where you've sat with it or sometimes you, you've put it on the yeah. back burner. And when you put it on the back burner nine times out of ten, it bites you in the booty because you've neglected it and and, and the spirit has tried to convict you about mm-hmm. it. And then at that point, you might be paying for it or you might really have to like deal with it head on where before you might not have had enough time to process what that thing yeah. was. Yeah. You know? And so I've struggled with what that is. I've struggled. I've struggled in, in my spiritual journey to figure out if intuition is an extension of its I spirituality. Think so. And I, and I li- really wanted to talk to you about that because I I feel strongly. Mm-hmm. About I it. I I agree. And I would love like your input about I 100% it. I hundred percent agree that intuition. Like I feel like personally, I don't know what other people would call it, but I absolutely have the gift of discernment and I've had it since I was born before I even knew the concept Mm -hmm. of Jesus like even when I decide I want to go off and do my own thing like it's always there I've always (laughs) been the type of person that can meet someone and feel all of their energy I am very susceptible to the energies that people have on them um, because Mm -hmm. whether you believe in God or not by science, everything carries a force field of energy with it. Whether you can feel that or you're in tune with it or you're paying attention, everybody has an energy and an aura, no matter what you believe. It's scientific, right? <laughs> so um, yeah. we're all energy. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, I I've you. always been really in tune to that. And like my intuition has never mm-hmm. steered me wrong. And I, so I do believe this. And any time that I have not listened, exactly what i knew was gonna happen has happened so i'm very blessed to be able to live my life knowing the right decisions to make like i always know whether i choose to listen to that voice or not is another thing like i used to and it also comes with healing right like because i used to hear all that stuff and be like you know what I know this is going to end badly for me, but I'm going to go do it anyway because this is what my emotions want to do, okay? <laughs> like, so emotions and intuition, you, you got to know the Ooh. difference, right? Because your emotions will have you doing all types yeah. of craziness. Mm-hmm. Many and things. I'm, and I'm not ashamed. It happens, right? It happens. And that is... That's how but, you learn about life. About this, but that is the number one thing that has what? changed 
for me, being spiritual instead of religion is freedom. Mm-hmm. I have so much more freedom in spirituality than I had in religion. In religion, I, I constantly yeah. felt condemned. I would shame myself all the time. Anytime I would do something mm-hmm. wrong in the eyes of the church or of God, I would feel so ashamed. And now I feel that I serve like all loving, all accepting God. I don't believe in condemnation for myself or for others. Mm-hmm. I believe that God will, you know, nudge us to be, all right, let's get right on the wrong, all right, right, right back on the path. But <laughs> I always say there's different avenues to get to the same place, right? You could take, you could decide to take the long road or you could decide to take the short road, whatever, but you're going to get there. You're going to get there. I don't believe in. I mean, I would, I would say, I would say for me and my journey, I, I would say the Bible mm-hmm. saved me. That's a deep statement. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> But not in like a cheesy, like want to be viral sense. Like, you know, we could cut this clip and be like, oh my God. No, the Bible saved me from a space of. The Bible saved me. There are stories. Okay, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Look, we can make that. We can make that ish however we want to, okay? But no, I think the Bible saved me by way of its Mm. teachings. So, like, I feel like the word is not religious. I feel like God the word over there casting word. people down in the Old Testament. <laughs> okay, you talk about. about see, this is what we I say. This is what my. When that this is what my grandma new. always says that I think is the smartest thing. That just just what read the say? red text. That, that's all you say need because that, that's when the Lord's talking, and that's when the Lord's talking, and that's when it's important. I mean, you should talk to him when he talked to the burning. But when Moses talk, Moses talked to the burning bush, like you know, add, add a little yeah. extra ear to listen yeah. to it a little bit. But for the most part, she's right. She's right. Um, when God speaks, when, I mean, when God's messenger speaks, i.e. Jesus, it's important to listen. Um, when it comes to how um, I look at the way that the Bible saved me is the teachings within the Bible, for the most part, are a pretty good representation of how People from all walks of life encounter God, encounter Jesus, encounter condemnation, encounter judgment, encounter shortfalls, encounter. So like there are many scenarios where we can easily parallel our lives with the dealings of life back then, thousands of years ago, and they can be a very great adaptation to life now. And so the only way that I look at how I can parallel the Bible to life is, is and, and that is never wavering, is the favor that God can have on your oh, life. Sure. And, and so that's, and that's what keeps me in this situation. This happened and I get that part and I've done this. And, but I know that if I am sincere in my heart, God knows it, I will f- profess like whatever dealings that I have as for forgiveness and I already know they're forgiven you know why because he has done what he you know by by the book he's done what he's needed to do forgive me and he has a very open and loving heart and so I love your thoughts on that but like that's what helps me when I'm dealing with things where I feel like I can't connect with the world but I just be like yo like this ish happened over here and like brother man was forgiven mm-hmm. I, I feel like i and he did what he had to do on the cross. And I feel like, you know, if I'm not being malicious in my intention when it comes to living life, 
I'm in alignment with what I hope to be, you know, something that is favorable enough to continue to be a good. I just think about my future self. How would I want my kids, my nieces, my nephews to be able to walk with honor, with good Mm -hmm. character, all these things. Everyone has mistakes and no one is rid of all of that. So like the way that I live is not to try to be perfect, but to try to learn from any mistakes that I create for myself. And 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 that's really yeah. it. Like that's how I yeah. live. Uh, but I I'm sure that some people will argue that you don't need the Bible to do that. There's pretty there's amazing people with amazing character that have probably never opened the Bible in their life. Right? Sure. Like, and they might sure. But that's not yeah, how no, I, I got that. I'm just saying, like yeah, there's a ton of people with good character that don't identify as Christian, right? So it just depends on what. Well, what's their spiritual practice? Like, how do they? Where is their North Star? How, what inspired them Maybe to be the way just that they good are? People. And so that I would, and that's mm-hmm. fine. And I would love to just learn more about what that paradigm see, is, like you, because everyone, no one does life see, alone. That's the problem. I, no one just that's is the good. Problem I have with Christianity, like that, that that people don't believe that no one is just good. I just don't agree with that. I think that's toxic. Yes, it is toxic. But it, but thing is, it's like. You do good to do good, but when you don't do good, how do you feel after that? Or how are you? How are you remedied around that? Or like kind people just realize their mistakes and they apologize and they move forward. I feel like a lot of Christianity is steeped in I have to reach this certain pinnacle or I have to be a specific way. Um, And if I don't, then I have to shame myself and then I have to ask for forgiveness. And I just do not agree with that. Like. When I think about myself, I think I'm a great person. I'm worthy of love mm-hmm. and care innately. Like I, mm-hmm. but you had to get there. Yeah, that's though, what I'm Maya. saying. But that's why I, don't, I can't get down with the I'm a bad person and I need Jesus to rescue me to be a bigger, better. I don't think I'm a bad person. I think I make mistakes. I think I do. I think I'm a human. But I know that my I know that I have a good moral compass. And like anytime I feel like I'm off from that moral compass, I can just correct, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't have a problem, but that- I don't have a problem with apologizing to people. I don't have a problem with fixing. If I feel convicted, who knows if that's the Holy Spirit or that's just my character, I'm going to make it right. Right. But not everybody is on your or yeah. my. And so, and so the piece, the gray area between yeah. that is what is what I would le- I wish we had some listeners that were between you and I. So like what would be from, the between? To, to hear from them to see their perspective. The the in between would be like my influences from my experiences it, with mm-hmm. the church. I mean, I'm not convicted to like advocate mm-hmm. for the church. Let's just mm-hmm. start there. But I will say that there are some people in life that that maybe maybe they've never encountered God. They've never been a part of the church and they're just good mm-hmm. people, but they are a product of a really good environment. So like they did not encounter maybe they lived maybe up Maybe they the had good parents somewhere. and then they just the, I just I think it's crazy. I don't know. The world is not crazy, but I think it's very, I think it's it's like a very narrow mindset to believe that people can only be good or that nobody can really be good unless they have these Christian values. No, I feel like there is a lot of influence and great environment like involved. So it's not like they wake up one day or they're born one morning and like their parents are amazing and they're great and they, they are just good by nature. 
Like I think everything is learned and everything is mm-hmm. consumed and kids are sponges. So I just think that a couple of different things outside of the religious compass are involved in this conversation, which is like the environment and like their schooling and like how they I agree. The We're not disagreeing. The, as you see, yeah, yeah, no, no. My, just, my only no, I'm yeah, not, I'm not my only that. caveat is that you don't have to be Christian to be good. <laughs> like, of course not. That doesn't have to be. You could be atheist yeah, that to be good. To be you cannot believe. The moral yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're we're not disagreeing. It's it's just that a thousand percent. It could sound like that. Yeah, no, because I'm like we're not. We're <laughs> saying. I'm just saying that their Christian Christianity isn't the only moral compass or. Uh, character scale for people. No, but one thing yeah. I will say, I don't think I could date an atheist, though. I don't think I can encounter a person that doesn't believe in a thing. And that's fine. Yeah, that's reasonable. <laughs> like, like because my thing is, so, so, like, what is holding you accountable, or how are you creating space for yourself to, like, what is keeping you in check? Like, not from a judgmental space, but, like... But, like, for example... You hear my beliefs, right? Would you date somebody with my yeah. beliefs? Okay. Yeah. It's not exactly like yours. You believe there is. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's definitely my beliefs are a little, they have like some, see me, I'm, I'm mixing right now. No, what I'm saying is I'm a lot more spiritual than I'm mm-hmm. religious. There are some paradigms that I have taken from my religion over onto to, to my life and spirituality. But one thing I will say is I have encountered men in dating that are spiritual, mm-hmm. heavy on the quotation marks, oh, yeah, for and sure. not religious. Yeah. And so there's church hurt involved, church hurt involved. There is um, different cultural religions involved. I've met someone on an app when he was like, I'm Yoruba, and this is our spiritual religious re- beliefs. And I was just like, that's amazing. Don't connect with that. Which is fine. I appreciate you, exp- and and I ask all the questions, and I, I and I uh, express immensely how much I appreciated him explaining things because for me it wasn't like oh I don't like you blah, blah blah I was like I don't think this will work because I'm just not in alignment with where you are spiritually and emotionally and religiously. But I said, but I would love to learn. Can you explain what this is? Like what this religion that you believe in? Because I would love to understand where you're coming from. And so he did an amazing job explaining to me what that Mm -hmm. is. And like we left on good Mm -hmm. terms and it was a great exchange. It was an amazing exchange. I feel like when you're dating and when you're trying to like learn and understand, I think that we, a lot of people pigeonhole themselves in consuming themselves in the content that only them feel comfortable with being familiar with. And so like, I encourage people even listening right now that like, yes, you may have certain beliefs, certain systems, certain upbringings, but like be open enough to ask Mm -hmm. questions and like be curious because just because you grow up a certain way and grow just because you have a certain idea around what religion or what spirituality or what belief systems are, like you never know how you might be inspired by somebody yeah, else. For sure. And I I would I won't I'm I'm in a similar place with you as then like I won't date an atheist. Um cuz that's nothing. Like you don't believe in nothing. That, you don't want to do nothing. Yeah, and that's fine. I'm not, like, judging them. That's fine. If that's where you're at with your life, okay. Like, that's fine. Everyone is different. But. What would you think Yeah, no, but that's the point. Like, I'm incredibly spiritual to the point where Mm. I lead my life by the spirit. Like, when I'm 
looking for instruction, when I'm in a bad place, when I, when the shit hit the fan and I got to get down on my knees and get on, get on the phone to, to, to the spiritual realm, I'm going to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that would be really hard to join my life with somebody who doesn't live Mm -hmm. life by their spirit. And there's a lot of people that don't live. There's Christians that don't live their life by their spirit. But I'm very spiritual in that way. Like I believe in dreams. I believe in visions. I believe God speaks to me. Um, I believe in that voice in my head that tells me when I shouldn't mess around with somebody when I don't, you know, I believe all that stuff and call it what you want. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you, I've had very spiritual experiences through meditation like mm-hmm. I just am spiritual. Is this is this a record for conversation surrounding how like what your thoughts on being unequally yoked in a relationship? I know that the the term is very for religious sure. based. I know, but like with the context, and you you kind of cued this up without even realizing you were cueing this up. But like I believe that like it's important that for us to have like a like for me and my husband, me and my fiance, me and my boyfriend, me and my partner, whomever that person is, that that we have like a good baseline. That like we're strong in our baseline. We're strong in our foundation about what it is, and like like in agreement with what you and I talked about, I don't think I could date an atheist. That means not believing in anything, not, not, not having a, an understanding of any sort of power, understanding spirituality, any connection at all. You just out here just living life. And so when you, when you, when you come out, out the woodworks with just like no baseline, you doing life alone, you, you have nothing holding you accountable. You have no conviction. There's nothing that is just grapple, helping you grapple with But I'm life. sure these people have convictions. Just because you don't believe in God don't mean you don't got no conviction, girl. Mm, I don't know about that. So what you, what, where are you getting agree. convicted at? How, I don't know. Because people I mean, know some right people, wrong, I just feel like. That's what you, that's one of the first thing you. But then they don't but that's care. The first thing you do. But that goes back to character. So like an atheist doesn't have to be a bad person he might not have spirit i've never met a nice atheist maya i, mean, I, I don't know send them my number let's have a okay, conversation well, we're gonna work to find at least a, a nice atheist <laughs> <laughs> bring them on the podcast like i would love that like let's like because my experiences and maybe that's just yeah. my own bias and i didn't mean to cut you off like maybe that's where grounds of having conversation with like learning more about how they think and like what their perspective is because yes that's me like closing the door on that yeah. opportunity so you're right i just think character goes a long way and character is not only religious character or like character that belongs to god and you're aspiring to it i think that People are raised in good homes. People have really great support system, love, which is like a universal thing, whether you say you believe in God or not. God is the author of love. He's the author of every emotion that we have, right? Like, so like people are spiritual without even realizing. You could say you don't believe in nothing, but we're spiritual beings. So we want a dating mm-hmm. app. And and on and on there's a tab there where people can choose that they're spiritual, they're atheists. They're mm-hmm. Christian, Hinge. they're Catholic, they're Pentecostal. So if it had atheists on there, would you slept? Would no, you? No, I said personally, I'm, I'm not dating an atheist, but that's my personal preference because of how spiritual I am, and I know that just would not work out. We would have, we would be 
because, because be butting heads. Maybe, maybe not. Because not because they don't believe in God. Because just butting. Yeah, heads, like we it. would have. Whoa. We would have like when it comes to like raising kids. Like they say, the number one problem in one of the number one problems in marriages is that the people have they you guys don't have the same values. Mm. Like so, I don't care that you don't believe in God. That's your business. I still believe that people don't that don't believe in God can be great people. I'm talking about when it comes to core values, what we want to teach our children, how we live our life. Hey, babe, we really want mm-hmm. this house. Let's let's uh, pray about this. Let's really get into meditation about this. Let's see what let's get in let's tune, get in with, tune like, with the spirit. Okay, like, with, no, I can't be the yeah, only one doing yeah. it. That's heavy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a lot. No, not doing that. You know what, Maya? I'm gonna give you credit for that because that that you stretched me. <laughs> stretched you. Now I don't agree about being open enough to have a relationship with someone yeah, like me that. Me neither. Because I'm just not yeah. mentally there. <laughs> yeah. But no, but you stretched me in this moment to be like to walk me because you know I dragged you to, you to help me with this. <laughs> so. <laughs> To walk me through what that ideology is, like what the vision is for that. But you know what? This brings me to like the the conversations that we've had around like who we are mm-hmm. as people and, and the intuitiveness around our lives. And I feel like intuitive beings and, and spiritually in tune beings and like, I don't know, I think we've talked about like dreams and like, and like manifestations mm-hmm. and like. I feel like like we're on the same page or similar pages with we are. it. I don't know when you discovered how um how strong that was in your life or how how powerful that was when it came to you know it, having those experiences and how they came into mm-hmm. your life or or what and when you realized like whoa. Yeah. Um this is deep. This is a lot. Um, how do I operate in life now that I've encountered these things or understood what these things meant for yeah. me or understood the power that, of what these question. things are? That's like, a really great question. Yeah. Um, for me, that actually happened yeah. during religiousness. <laughs> like, um, Really? Yeah. When I started to be like, oh, wait. Because I believe in callings. I believe that people have gifts. Like, I believe that they're different. Um but like I said, I've always been very in tune, very, I do believe that I literally have the power to speak things and watch them happen. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. everybody, but I know that's specific to me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. That sounds yeah, crazy to me, yeah. but you know, it's just you know, me talking um, here, so yeah. But I first discovered that I, so it started out as me telling God he has to be who he says he is, right? So I believe in if you say you are this God, right? Like, and it started with me putting God in remembrance of his word, because I think that that's a very powerful thing that people can do that they don't do. Right. Because if God's not a liar, right. He has to stay true to his word. So anytime I really need something from God, I put God in remembrance of his word. Mm -hmm. I list, I used to list verses. God, you said this, 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 and this. So if this is who you say you are, then show me. And he always would. Right. Always, always, not one time, not one time have I not seen it happen. Um, it might not have been in my time. And then I started realizing that I could, they would be kind of like spiritual unctions is the best way that I can describe them, where I would feel that I needed to speak something out loud 
and it would happen. But I only spoke it out loud because I felt that I should speak it out loud. Does that make sense? So it'd be like very specific instructions. Okay. <laughs> like, like I'm gonna speak this very specific instruction out loud because I heard it and I'm gonna watch it happen. How strongly did you feel about it? And did you feel like your life was in alignment with what was coming to pass? Not always. Like, so I always tell this story. I was for, uh, I was applying for my first uh, job out of college, right? I was scrolling through the job ads. I randomly stopped, and I literally heard a voice say, this is your job. So I was like, all right, I'm about to apply to this job, right? I applied to the job, and... <laughs> um, I get to the interview, interview goes good. They tell me, hey, sorry, you didn't get the job. And I said, God, you stopped me in my tracks and said that that was my job. And I know I'm not crazy. So for the next two weeks, I, I woke up every morning and I said, God, thank you for my job. Now, people would think I was insane, but I, I felt to do that, right? Two weeks later, another employee quit and they called me back and they hired me. So that type of thing happens to me a lot still and that's why I believe in manifestation also I write lists I do something called scripting where you write you write how you want your life to be as it as as though it already is and you embody mm -hmm. the feeling that you would feel if these things were true like I am. Yeah, like da, I'm da, in da, love. Da. I'm, I'm making. Exactly. Da, 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 da. I'm in Spain having the best time. You know, like that's just like, yes. And then I'll go back the next year and cross out everything that happened. And a lot of that stuff has happened. Ain't that crazy when that no, happens? Though? I don't think so. <laughs> no, not crazy, but like the first time. Yeah, no. <laughs> like that, but for the people that have never done yeah, it. I, yeah. You know, encouragement that like that it's. What it's about a you? Thing. When, when did you realize it was a thing? Um, five years ago when I was in a job that I didn't really love and I was ready to move and I was ready to make a certain amount of money. I was ready to make a certain level of connections. I was ready to meet certain types of people. The things just came out, but, but I also come from a more religious background than a spiritual mm -hmm. background where understanding that being in alignment with what I'm asking for, praying for, um, I think the manifestation aspect came in 2013 for me. So about mm -hmm. 10 years ago, my twin sister was moving through life a little differently than me. We did not live in the same cities, mm -hmm. did not go to the same schooling or high schools or anything. And so when she introduced me to the art of manifestation or the art of prayer, um, being designated as, you know, talking to God and just being, um, being present with requests, not requests, but like being present with what you want and like operating from that lens and actually working towards that as you're asking for it was very transformative for mm. me. Um, so there's a saying of the religious folk that might be listening to this podcast um, or religious growing up folk that faith without works is dead. It's a very real statement. That's a very real scripture. And so it was relevant in those instances where I discovered how I could use my experiences and bump them up by having aspirations for a place that I wanted to be, working in alignment, but also recognizing if there if if it felt very forced to release whatever that mm -hmm. was, 
in the season I'm in now, I I have heard and understood that more so than none. Not operating from a place of being forced to create the narrative that I want. If it is for you, it will be created. And, and if you're moving in that space, that it will already manifest in itself and not forcing things to happen outside of your control. Yeah. Because, like, if it doesn't feel natural, just, like, don't even try to force things to happen outside of that. Because, like, not many great things can happen out mm. when you're forcing things mm. to happen. By my own experience. No, it's I agree. Crazy. I just feel like yeah. God honors our desires and wants as well you know like obviously I think that there's some level of a plan for our life but I think God knows us and like knows our desires and like holds that in mind right it's like and I mean the truest thing I think is in that bible is asking you shall receive so hello you said it and he's not a God that lies see I think people be afraid to real have real conversations with God that's another thing because of religiosity like, I be having real conversations with God. Like, I've said all types of craziness to the Lord. <laughs> because, but he's a, he's a being. Yeah. So, like, my thing is, it's like, don't try to pull up to God and be all self-righteous and, like, look a certain way and be a certain way. Like, do y'all forget that, like, Jesus on earth, his son mm-hmm. pulled up on folks. Yeah. And, like, he was from around, like, he was with the people from mm-hmm. around the way. Like, like I will roll up that? in prayer like, and be just... like, God, I'm not really messing with you right now. And he gonna Dang. be like, on word, like, exactly. what's good? Like, people don't really, I feel like that's just not taught. <laughs> like, God is my friend. I just smoke more than anything. Right. That's what I'm saying. I just smoked a loud pack. I mean, I don't smoke weed. What? When I used to smoke? Let me go on work. Let me, I when I used to smoke weed, let me. <laughs> I used to have these conversations with God while high. And I'd be, he'd be over there convicting me about no. everything. But my thing is, though, did he convict you about the... But the thing is, and this is what my thing is, it's like, God did not convict us about smoking no, weed. No, it wasn't about weed. Right? Like, it yeah, wasn't it about was weed. About... Are you addicted Are you addicted to the thing that you're no. doing? Are you addicted to anything? And this is another yeah. conversation that I feel like we might have had for uh-huh. another day because... Because there are commandments, and that's a religious sense, and I understand that. But there are ideologies around the commandments that I I support, like the the the, the parts around addiction, and and I think we can move that to like present mm-hmm. tense, where you could be addicted to a lot of things oh, yeah. outside of people are alcohol to and drugs. Media, right? I was gonna get there, mm-hmm. but thank you for bringing that up. You could be addicted to a person and be obsessed with them. Baby happens every day. With diary baby. Um. But yeah, I think I think we're really <laughs> saying a lot of the same things. I do think we have similar beliefs. I feel like you're just leaning a little toward sure. the more religious side, and I'm I'm like leaning yeah. that same amount towards the spiritual side. Um, and yeah. that's okay for real. Like I would love to talk to an atheist on the line and like have a thoughtful, like fruitful, great okay, conversation. Don't be giving me like, a side eye. Like you said, I ain't gonna date you. No. <laughs> No, I mean, definitely not going to date you. You could be attracted to me all you want. I appreciate it. And I may not be able to be your friend. We could be associates. Mm. You not be able to be their friend, girl? Based on my conversation, I will find out more. Would Jesus say that? Jesus didn't say I, I can't not friend people. They I can I can cohabitate with them. Not cohabitate. You ain't got to live with them, but you ain't going to be their friends. What, I'm, what I mean by cohabitate, I mean, like, I could break bread with Shorty and be like, hey. Yeah. 
Like, if there's a cause that they believe in that I'm yeah. a part of, you know, I work in the nonprofit world. So, like, if he's a filmmaker and he's atheist and he has a perspective yeah. about a, a lived experience that I connect with, I'm not saying I can't break bread with Shorty, but um, she can't be friends. We gonna leave Damn, it there because I just. That's just how I feel. I mean, uh, the beautiful thing about life, I can change my mind mm-hmm. at any time. And things can happen in my life that can skew my view, that can force me to reintroduce myself with myself. Mm-hmm. The beautiful thing about the 30s is I can change yeah. my mind. In my 20s, I didn't feel like I could change my mind yeah. like I can now. It's like, I don't want to do this no I more. I just don't foresee you saying you're not going to be friends with atheists in a couple of years. We can be associates. A friend for me is a very strong. Okay, word. well, maybe it's your definition of friend because not every friend that I have is a super close friend, right? Like you just sometimes just have friends, like you know, casual friends. I mean, we're really close. There's friends, level like. tier, but there's there's tiers, right? Tiers to friendship. We, t- I think we're like kind of. No, top we're definitely tier. really. But but what does got to do with us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I can be friends with an atheist. It I might be a tier mean. one friendship maybe we won't get super deep but maybe we will i just don't it's bigger than us it's above us that's all i'm saying it's a we can yeah, agree to disagree yeah. on yeah, this part i think it's a, yeah i'm not i I'm think not it's important though it's an important disagreement to have on the yeah. podcast because i'm just okay. not there. we can be cool and we can't we don't have to be friends to be cool but like you say we have different yeah, views like, on friendship but Exactly. I say associates. It's like, if I see you out in the streets, can I say hello? Yes. How you doing, sir? How you doing, ma'am? You all right? How your kids? Can you be... Sorry to interrupt. Can you be friends with a super judgmental Christian? Because they believe in God? We can be associates. I just wanted to make sure you're keeping that same energy. Yeah, no. Keep (laughs) the same energy. Because the thing is, I I don't need that. You don't. Who does? In my life, I was a judgmental Where person. Where are we on? Me too. Good lord, honey. I was tired. I'm so <laughs> we should do an episode on the advice we give our twenty-year-old. Shut self. the hell up, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to say talking. No, but that's the truth. That's what I would tell my twenty. Shut up and sit down, girl. That's what I'm saying. Twenty-year-old, twenty-something-year-old me. Oh, girl. 21-year-old me, go to sleep. Let's be quiet, Take a nap. Sis. Throw some eye cream Take a on. nap. Drink some water. Stop calling him. <laughs> also, don't worry about what that shorty said about you. Like, she just feels very threatened what by you your mean? energy. And it's, it's okay. okay. Don't dim your You're light. You're okay, baby. But and also, it's okay. Humble, humble yourself. yourself. Before the Lord. Before he humbles you. Then... I wish the folk that are listening could see me blinking right now. I'm blinking loud, y'all. And this. All right. We say all this to say God right. is good all the time. All the, time. all the time. God is good. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Uh, it was a long one, but I think that this talk really needed it. Um, just so yeah, just so many different things to talk about when it comes to spirit spirituality, first religion. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Stay safe. <laughs>